Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first edition of Wide Men on MLB 366. This is Tim coming to you from the Great White North. We're hoping tonight at some point to maybe get a couple of call-ins from a few of our basketball regulars, but if not, we're just going to forge on and talk a little bit about Major League Baseball. As, uh, it seems to be the sport we don't give a lot of love to, and so we're going to give her a shot. Uh, I'll be honest right up front. I am not the hugest MLB fan in the world. I uh, kind of lost the sport a bit in the last few years, but... Uh, Getting back into it a little bit, checking out some things. So let's get right to her. Um, I guess the thing that really jumps out at me so far uh, when I look at the league is the, uh, and granted we're early in the season yet, but uh, we've got a lot of teams uh, leading divisions that, or close to leading divisions that I wouldn't necessarily consider uh, the powerhouses, particularly in the American League, where uh, the American League East in particular, where the Tampa Bay Rays are running away with it so far. The, the Yankees are, you know, two games under 500. Uh, the Orioles are four games along with Toronto under 500, and the Boston Red Sox are seven games under 500. Which, wow. Uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll have. Uh, uh, Mick Hoff will be on at some point if he, uh, he's got a family thing he's dealing with right now. I believe he's a Red Sox fan. We'll get some talk out of him on what's going on in in Boston. Um, as I see looking here, the minus 42 run differential. Yikes. Uh, lost three in a row. Uh, four and six in their last ten and bringing up the basement in the American League East which is not where I would expect the Boston Red Sox to be. Uh, we'll move into the Central Division. Uh, the Cleveland Indians are 11-7, and seven, but uh, as I said, it's early. Uh, the Twins are 9-7. and seven, The uh, Tigers, uh, 500 at 9-9. Nine and nine, And then we get the White Sox and the Royals bringing up the rear there. 7-11 uh, and 7-12 and seven and 12 for the Royals. Uh, so they're four and four and a half games back. Well, as I said, it's early still. And in the uh, West... Uh, we get the Houston Astros, uh, who are 12 and six, and in first place. But the Seattle story's got to be the Mariners, who are 14 and eight. Um, they've come back to the ground the last little bit as they're uh, only four and six in their last ten, but still off to a heck of a good start. There are the Texas Rangers, 10 and seven. With the Oakland Athletics, who I don't know somehow managed to cobble together a baseball team every year. 
uh, 11 and 10. And the Angels, surprisingly, a little bit anyway, or surprisingly to me, are uh, 8 and 11. But as we said, it's it's early in the season. But uh looks like they're not getting a lot of uh, run support there. Uh, only scoring 80 runs in uh, 20 games. Although well, that's it's not quite for a game. But early on in the year, that's not going to win it for you in the uh, major leagues. Uh, looking over at the National League, in the East, the Philadelphia Phillies, Tom Robinson's favorite team, I would assume, um, with the addition of Mr. Bryce Harper, are 11-7. Are and seven. Um, They're only 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and they've lost one. They lost their last game out, but they're uh, putting up a pile of runs. So uh, that bodes well if you, if you like the not part of the game. Uh, the Mets are 10-8, and eight, but it's the Mets, so I would suspect that they'll go south for the winter at some point. Well, the Nationals are 9-8, and eight, the Braves are 9-9, nine and nine, and the Miami Marlins 4-15. and 15. Um, uh, Worst in the league, I believe. If I, yes, that is the case. Uh, in the Central, kind of a strange... Um, standings here. You got the Pittsburgh Pirates who are ten and six. But I see they have scored fifty only fifty nine runs. But they've only given up fifty four, which is significantly less than just about everybody in the league. Uh that's crazy. I'm gonna have to have a deeper look at that. Uh the Brewers are twelve and eight. Uh, but by uh percentages are tied for first. Uh the Cardinals are ten and eight. The Cubs my Cubs, that'd be the team I cheer for. The Cubs are up to 500. They've been playing pretty good lately. Uh, four wins in a row, and they're uh, seven and three in their last ten. And the uh, Reds bring them in the basement there, six and twelve. Uh, we'll have to have a look at the Reds too to see what the problem is there. Uh, not giving up a whole lot of runs, but not scoring any either. Uh, and then in the West, of course, we've got the Dodgers. With the Dodgers, right? Thirteen and eight. Uh, only five and five in their last ten, but on a five-game winning streak. Uh, they're the only team in the Western Division with a plus uh, run differential. Uh, the Padres are next up at eleven and nine. The Diamondbacks are uh, ten and ten. Uh, the Giants are eight and twelve, and the Rockies are seven and twelve. Uh, although they've won four in a row, so we might see some changes there. So that is the up-to-date standing. So if we look at the scores tonight. For today, uh, we've got a blockbuster going on in New York. The Yankees are up six to two over the Royals in the middle of the ninth, so that's pretty much over. Uh, we've got the Pirates leading the Giants four to nothing. Uh, Lyles has got a three hitter going for the Pirates so far in that game. Uh, the Red Sox are actually leading Tampa Bay. Six to four. Uh, Vasquez has got a uh, two-run homer there for the uh, Red Sox. Uh, the uh, White Sox are taking the Tigers to task, uh, seven to three in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, over in the National League, the Marlins three to two over the Nationals, top of the ninth. Still everybody's game there. Houston all over the Texas Rangers in the 
interstate battle there. Seven nothing for the Astros in the fifth. And the Dodgers and the Brewers, two heavyweights, slugging her out two to two in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, the Mets, uh, four to one lead over the Cardinals in the fifth inning. And the Phillies, one nothing in the bottom of the fourth over the Rockies. Uh, the Cubs, the Cubs, 5-1 over Arizona. That's a final. Uh, Kay Hendricks gets the win. Stroop with a save. And Kelly took the loss for the Dead and uh, And then we've got a couple of games that just started. The uh, Mariners and the Angels, no score in the first. Uh, Blue Jays and the Athletics, uh, no score there in the first. And then we've got one late game that will start in a couple of minutes. Uh, the Reds are uh, out west to face the Padres. And then there was two games uh, postponed because of rain today. Uh, the Twins and the Orioles will play a doubleheader tomorrow. And the Braves and the Indians were canceled, but no, that game will be made up on the uh, tomorrow as well. It says make up on the 20th. So that'll be a, I don't know if it's a doubleheader tomorrow, but uh, Braves and Indians tomorrow. So that's your scores up until now. Uh, I understand, and I don't know if anybody's out there listening, kind of did this on a whim tonight, uh, that the uh, been a lot of home runs this year. Uh, I don't know if that's true, uh, but I've been reading that, uh, that there's been a lot of long ball. Um, and so let's go have a look at the American League uh, home run leaders. Chris Davis of the Oakland Athletics has got 10 dingers already. Uh, what does that put him on a pace for? If he's got that kind of... Uh, let's have a look here. How many games have the Athletics played? And Oakland has played... Where are you, Oakland? 21 games. So 10 and 21. Well, that puts him on pace for... What, 60 home runs? No, more than that. So never get any more than that. 10 and 21, 163 games, so that's eight. That puts him on pace for 80 home runs. Okay, they ain't going to keep that up. Probably not. That would be something. Um, anyway, Chris Davis leading with 10. Jay Bruce from Seattle with eight. Jose Altuve from Houston with seven. Cabrera from Texas with six. And Gary Sanchez of the Yankees have six. Um, in the National League, Yelich from Milwaukee's got 10. He's, he's back where he left off last year, I believe. Uh, Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers has got 10. As does uh, Peterson from the Dodgers. He's got nine, or eight, sorry. Um, Marcel Ozuna from St. Louis has got eight. And Paul Goldsmith from St. Louis has got seven. So you see there's a lot of, uh, a lot of power. And then with those home runs uh, in the National League, uh, Yelich has got the 10 dingers and uh, – Pushing 30 yards, 27 RBIs already. Man, 20 games in and you got 30 uh, RBIs. Good Lord. that's uh, You're on pace for some serious, uh, serious numbers. Uh, I wonder if they give that. Okay, he's projected. Uh, if he's on sticks on the pace he's on, uh, this is Yelich we're talking about. He'll hit 81 home runs, have 219 RBIs. <laughs> so that gets you an MVP award and then some. Can you imagine what they'd have to pay him if 
if he came up with those kind of numbers, that would be absolutely insane. But boy, that's some serious. I guess that really does look. I mean, I guess usually in the in the beginning of the year, isn't usually pitching ahead of hitting, or have I got that backwards? I just thought usually in the April the the pitchers were ahead of the game. Well, maybe I got that wrong. But like I said, two hundred and nineteen RBIs. What a season that would be. You know, that would be half of his total in eight hundred games up until this point. It would really be something. Uh let's have a look at some more. Uh, what do we got in the AL? Um, Domingo Santana leads uh, RBIs with twenty four. He's right up there, too. Davis with 20. Meadows from Tampa Bay with 17. Ryan Healy from Seattle with 17. And Alex Gordon from Kansas City with 60. Uh, let's have a look. That gives you a taste of some batting. Uh, batting average is always a good one to look at, too. That tells you who's who's getting the job done and who isn't. Uh, in the American League, Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox is hitting 422. Well, Polanco from Minnesota is hitting 400. Carlos Santana from Cleveland is hitting 389. Uh, Andrews from Texas 386, and Austin Meadows from Tampa Bay 364. Impressive numbers those all are. In the National League, Bellinger from the Dodgers three or 432 to lead the league. Uh, Jeff McNeil from the Mets hitting 424. Then we got a Big drop off down to a paltry 379 for Anthony Rendon from Washington. Uh, Melky Cabrera from the Pirates hitting 367. And David Peralta from Arizona is hitting 367. But anybody, it's about 367. Now that that brings up an interesting uh, tie into the title of the show, which is uh, MLB 366. The 366, for those who don't know, of course, is the Lifetime average, uh, highest lifetime batting average uh, of Ty Cobb. Uh, so with the, those averages are all, all above, uh, except for one. Austin Meadows is down 364. The rest are all uh, significantly above 366. Uh, are we looking at a year of the hitter again? Uh, have they done something to the balls? Uh, what's going on? Has the umping uh, changed a bit this year? Giving advantage to the hitter? Uh, things to talk about for next week. If things you've got an opinion uh, and you hear this, you can call in next week when uh, we'll be back on at the same time to you know, have a say one way or the other about what's what your feelings are about the situation there. Um, one of the things I did want to talk about, although I know we're like 20 games into the season already, I did want to talk briefly about. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to put it. Uh, baseball uh, and its reliance on numbers uh, and how uh, everything has come down to numbers and it kind of removed the human element from the game of it. That's a big topic to take. So I maybe give you some time to think about that one. Um, I suspect uh, that we can get somebody on here shortly. And we're going to go in maybe 
if he is, is in fact an expert, which I believe he is, on the Red Sox, uh, we can get a bit of a deep dive. Hold on, people, bear with me. As I just uh, make a few arrangements here. Bear with me. By the way, just a quick note from the NHL. Toronto Maple Leafs 2-1 over the Bruins. Beautiful. I can love every minute of it. Ah, all right. You are on the air. Is this Nick? This is me. Hey, Nick. How are you? How are things down in West Virginia? Well, it's uh, 60 degrees, been raining all day, thunderstorms here and there. Well, that does not really sound that appealing, sir. No, it, uh, <laughs> it's been it a nasty one out there today. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, we were. Uh, you are a Red Sox fan, correct? I am. All right. So, we'll get right to it then. What's going on in Boston? What's with this 6-13 and 13 start? Well, their pitching's been terrible. Uh, they haven't been hitting the ball very well lately. And Chris Sale, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if it's the curse of the uh, everybody getting extensions. You know how sports goes, get extensions. Did he sign a big, uh, a big number and now doesn't really feel like he like – it's hard to want to push the envelope after that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know what's have going on with him. He, uh, Let's have a look here and see what he. I know my my father is a Yankees fan, so of course I get to hear. Although I haven't heard much from him this year because the Yankees are almost as bad as the uh, Red Sox have been. Um, they normally sell to a five-year, hundred and forty-five million dollar contract oh, extension. Good Lord. Yeah, I guess that would, you know, if there was ever a time you were probably going to slack off, that'd probably be it, eh? That's some big yeah, coin. I, that's, uh, that's a big chunk of change, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, and they, they maybe got a little bit of a of a hangover, maybe, from last year. Yeah, they uh, they went from my buddy's a Yankees fan, and I was talking to him the other day. Uh, I don't know if you remember when the Red Sox first hired John Farrell. Well, his first season, uh, they won the World Series then, and then the next year they just went into dumpster fire mode. And I told him, I said, well, here's to the new John Farrell era. So let's go into the dumpster <laughs> fire mode again. Well, looking at – I pulled up Chris Sale's numbers. My God. You know, eight and a half ERA, 0 and 4, um, no strikeouts, or 14 lousy strikeouts. Like that, something is not right there. No, it, it's really not because uh, the last three, three or four seasons, he's pretty much led the MOB in strikeouts. Uh, yeah, and he's had uh, six of those were in his last outing. So in the first three games, he only had eight strikeouts. That's uh, 
Yeah, you got to wonder. I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know, but maybe he got a little nagging injury or something, possibly. Could be. I haven't heard anything. Uh, I haven't heard anything either, but usually that's, you know, I mean, I guess it's April too, though, and usually April is a tough month for for pitchers. It's cold or colder anyhow, and uh, most guys do better in the heat, but I don't know. That's, those numbers are atrocious. That's just incredible. Oh, yeah, they're, they're terrible. Just god-awful. Yeah, that that is not good if that's your number one that's your number one guy and that's what you're getting out on the field. That's <laughs> that does not you know, that that explains the record I guess. Um and then you say they're not hitting the ball either. No, they're uh, which I I guess tonight they're actually doing pretty good. Um they're up six to actually they just uh, finished the game. So they beat the uh Beat Tampa Bay six to four. Okay, so that's actually got a good record. Yeah, so that's starting out. That's a good. uh, That should be a good, uh, good place to start. Anyway, if they are looking to get it, I think that I mean at least with the Red Sox, they've got either the players already, or the money, and the kind of management or ownership, I guess you could say, that will spend money. They'll go get guys if they get to the point where they think they need them. I would suspect the Red Sox will turn it around and and get better. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, but right now it's not looking too good. I mean, you're just 7 and 13, and uh, you're end in April. It's not a very good month to start out with. No, but I would have to say that if you're looking at the East, uh, the unless Tampa Bay is better than I think they are, and that's not a bit of a um, uh, padded record, if you will. They're not really any worse than anybody else in the East right now because everybody in the East except for Tampa Bay has not had a good start. No, the uh, which as of right now, the Rays are out in front, seven games ahead of Red Sox. I mean, they're and you know it's it's really early. You know, there's 162 games, which is way too much, if you ask me. It's hard to – I mean, it is one of the things I will knock about baseball. It's hard to stay excited with a schedule that long because it feels like the games – even though at the end of the day they all mean something, in the heat of the battle, you know, and it's game 92. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's hard to – to want to keep watching, especially if your team's not doing good. It's all right if they're, you know, okay, they're two or three games back and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But, you know, there's already teams that are in trouble. You know, and the season's only a month old and they're already looking at the season is almost over for some of them, for a couple anyway, because they fell so far behind that, uh, like particularly, I think it's in the National League where the, you know, like the Reds are six and twelve. You know, they're already in big trouble. Yeah, you get the uh, you got the Reds at six and twelve. You got the the Marlins at five Marlins. and fifteen. Yeah, okay. the Marlins are already seven games back in a in a division with four fairly good teams. I mean, you know, their chance 
their chances are not good. No, and the Braves, I don't. I thought the Braves were actually doing better than they was, and they were supposed to have a pretty good team this year too. And they're only well, they nine, which it's not. You know, they're showing third place in the NL East, but they're only two games back. Well, they were. Uh, they've lost three in a row, so they were nine and six, and then they went on a bit of a slide here the last couple of days. And they're in trouble there anyway because I think you're going to see the Phillies um, are going to turn into a monster if they aren't already turning into one. Yeah, I think the the signing of Bryce Harper, which they struggled their first few games before he actually uh, even hit a home run, maybe even a hit. Yeah, he didn't, he that didn't was come a big, out of the that gate was... all that well. but <clears throat> No, but that was a, that was a big signing for – the Phillies. I remember uh, Ryan Howard. I, I'm not even sure if he even still plays. I don't know. He was a big hitter for them. I just know when you throw that kind of money at somebody, uh, you better produce, and particularly in the city of Philadelphia, where if you don't, I mean, really, and even now, he's batting 250. He's got four home runs and ten RBIs. He really hasn't done that much. No, not for that big contract that he got. I mean, but, that's, but he, uh, that's those are pretty average numbers. But he he brings instant. Um, everybody knows who he is. Let's put it that way. He brings uh, that team national exposure without doing anything. Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, I think he was. 16, he was a teenager, like 16, 17, and uh, I think I've seen, in um, he was out in Houston, and, and there's the Astros Stadium, and he was just bombing home runs at the age of 15 and 16. I mean, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> he wasn't like that little fella, I can't remember his name, the little guy, the guy, and I call him little, he wasn't little, uh, that guy in the... Uh, World League, World, uh, the Little League World Series this year. Who? Uh, oh, Big Al. Hit nothing but Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> big Al and hit dingers. You gotta love that. Yeah, you gotta love it. And it was, it was <laughs> like he didn't say it to be funny or anything. Like it was 100 percent sincere. You know, I'm Big Al. I, you know, deal with it. I'm Big Al. And by the way, I hit, I hit a lot of dingers. So just so you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't bragging. He was, that was beautiful. I, 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 yeah. I accused him. I was yeah, calling him. Uh, I was teasing Nate that he was, you know, that was Nate's young incarnation on the baseball diamond. <laughs> yeah, I'd like. To, I hope he's in the majors one of these days. Well, they need. He'll never live that down. No, and a lot of guys don't like – I wanted to talk about that too because I want to get your opinion on that with the whole uh, – in a minute about the whole uh, baseball, uh, the bat tossing and throwing behind guys and all that stuff. Um, I think the Major League Baseball is a lot like uh, the NBA and uh, even the NFL where they try a little too hard to keep the guys from having fun. I, I like when guys are a little bit outspoken and – and say some things that like we don't need it to be in the 
uh, the you know we don't need guys to be politically incorrect or anything like that. But there's nothing wrong with it, you know, with a, you know, like that. You know, I'm Bryce Harper and I hit home runs. Ain't nothing wrong. You know, I don't have a problem with that if he was to come out and say that. As long as he and he'd have to back it up, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have no issues with that. Um, little personality in the game doesn't hurt anything. Uh, and <clears throat> something I don't really like is when, you know, say Bryce Harper goes up, hits a home run, well, next inning he's up to bat and he gets hit. What's the point in throwing a pitch at the batter to try to hurt him or whatever you're doing, whatever point you're trying to make? What's the point in that? I mean, it's the game of baseball. He hit a home run. whoop do do Move on. I always figured, and yeah, I guess now we're talking about it anyway. I always figured if I was a pitcher, I mean, I played a little bit of little league, but that, but that was all we had up here in Canada, so I didn't get a chance to do anything else, and wasn't good enough anyway. But that's don't matter. But man, if somebody got a hit off of me, that made me mad. I didn't want to hit him. I wanted to throw the next one right by him. You know, or or or, or hit him with a. I didn't have a very good curve. But when you're in little league, it doesn't have to be that good. You know, you want to get them, uh, you want to get them on a changeup or a curve and make them look like an idiot, swinging at at nothing. I don't think I've been mean, hitting a guy. Well, you might as well just throw four balls. Like it really doesn't make uh, sense to put a to put a guy on. That's just kind of dumb. Yeah, and on the flip, uh, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, it, it. I think it's pointless. I mean, you get mad. Well. Use that anger to fuel your competition to make him miss at the next one. Yeah, I mean he hom- he homered off of you because you threw a garbage pitch up there. More than likely, anyway, not very often that yeah. uh, home runs get hit off the off good pitches. It's usually mistakes. So if you threw some garbage up there and he, he pounded it out of the out of the yard, that's on you. You know, you should be the guy who's hanging his head not being mad because he strutted around the bases or watched it go out. And like I said, the next time I'd be trying to strike him out, when I did, I'd do the fist bump and, you know, I'd celebrate on the mound as a pitcher. Sorry, I got uh Oh, it's all right. no problem. Well, I mean that was pretty eloquent, but I, I didn't think it was that. <laughs> excuse, excuse my dry Canadian wit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't understand. Like the, 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 we had it up here with the Blue Jays. I guess somebody tossed one the other day, and they threw it behind them, and then the next night. Uh, I can't even remember his name from Toronto. He hit a, a, a moonshot and he didn't do anything. And the press kind of got on him and said, well, you know, like, don't you enjoy hitting home runs? And he's like, well, yeah, but I don't really enjoy dodging BBs either. And he said, I knew if I did it, the next pitch, next at bat was coming at my head. And he said, I don't really, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to get hit by a, 90 plus fastball doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, did they maybe when the pitchers do it instead of issuing the warning or something, 
maybe there needs to be some punishment that's a little bit thicker. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think they need, they definitely need to look into it as far as more than just getting thrown out of the game. Because, you know, I think there was an instance maybe a couple of years ago uh, that had brewed over from the game before and the very first pitch, the pitcher got thrown out. But because <clears throat> he threw one at the guy. Yeah, and that doesn't fine. make any sense. That doesn't make any sense to me either, really. I can't maybe, remember who that was. Maybe but. maybe if a pitch if a pitcher throws at a guy, maybe the guy should they should uh, everybody should have to leave the field except the pitcher and the catcher or the pitcher and the batter, and maybe they should make them go. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, let's throw down like hockey. Yeah, yeah. You, know, let's, you want to throw at my head? Fine. I'm going to come out there and punch you in yours. And if you're bigger than me and yep. can stop me, well, then I guess I won't be able to. And we'll have to, and then at least we're, and then and then we're done with it. Because it, 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 see, I don't know too, and it seems like a very, um, I mean, okay, I suppose hitting the home run uh, off you is maybe kind of embarrassing if you're a pitcher, but is is it any less embarrassing than if a guy hits a triple off you? You know, or doubles deep into the into the gap and is standing at second. I mean, that's. You don't throw at that guy the next time he gets up to the plate, or not very often. Uh, anyway, maybe once in a blue moon, but it no, seems like and, a very—it it seems like a very childish response and one that could hurt somebody if you connect. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely petty and childish. I mean, yeah, you're taking a big risk of hurting somebody intentionally. I mean. I mean, and they may not be trying to do it intentionally, but one mistake of throwing at a batter and, you know, he could end his yeah. career. Yeah, I don't think there's been too many guys that, though, when, they, when they throw at a guy, I don't really think it's meant to hurt him. It's meant to send the message of, hey, wake up. You know, I, I, I recognize what you did and I didn't like it. I mean, I don't think there's too many Roger Clemens type pitchers out there. I mean, he was a guy that when he threw at people, he tried to hit them. He wasn't throwing it behind them. You know, he was trying to ding them. I don't know about when he played for Boston, but when he played for the Blue Jays, he definitely tried to hit, or or, or I guess to go find Mike Piazza and ask him about, you know, whether Roger Clemens throws at guys on purpose or not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah, that. I, don't, uh, I think uh, he, yeah, maybe the, the with the Blue Jays and the Yankees, I don't remember him doing that a whole lot with the uh, Red I think Sox. he was. A, I think he did a lot more winning when he played for the Red Sox too. Although he did pretty good in. Uh, I mean, the, the blue. He did good in Toronto. The Blue Jays didn't, but, but he did all right because I think he even won a. I think he might even won a, Cy Young in Toronto. I think. I'm not sure. Let's see. I want to say that he might have. Let's just look at here. See what his. That's a while back, so. Yeah, let's see. His first first year in the majors was 1984. And well, he, I mean, he, he only played for the not, Blue Jays for two years, so. Yep. 
He wanted. He wanted both. He wanted. He wanted both years he played in Toronto. He won both, both two Cy Young awards and and the Triple Crown of pitching when he played for Toronto. Good lord, what a wasting of his of talents that was. Yeah, in '97 with Toronto, he went 21 and seven. <clears throat> With can't a with 2.05 ERA. Oh boy, you double, doubly can't games. argue with that. <laughs> you no. don't see numbers like that too often anymore. A lot of guys yeah, would, give the, their, uh, would give their non-pitching arm for a 2.05 ERA. He, he had 292 strikeouts in 1997. That's insane. That's almost unheard of. Yeah, I mean, he can, you can say what you want about him because I guess apparently as a person, he has not a lot of he wasn't a very well liked guy later in his career, but he was a bit of an arrogant bugger. But he got it done on the field for sure. No arguing that. In twenty four years of Roger Clemens' playing career, he allowed, um, uh, well. 363 home runs. Which isn't very many. That's like, no, no, no. For 24 yeah, years. That's like 10 or 12 a year. 17. 17 yeah, it's not, it's, not very, yeah, it's not very many. I mean, I've seen guys give up three or four in a game. Oh, yeah. Especially now when the which was another thing. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard anything about the baseballs this year? Are they? Is I, I I thought I heard or saw somewhere that they were suspecting that they'd been tinkered with again this year. I did see something. I haven't seen anything as far as the major the majors. I did see something that there was some kind of new balls in the AAA. I don't. Hmm. <clears throat> The only reason I bring it up is because there has been a unusual amount of home runs uh, this year. Uh, the, the, the batters have definitely got the jump on the pitchers this season. I mean, you've got guys. Uh, I mentioned it earlier when I first came on the air that uh, was it the guy from Milwaukee, Yelich, I believe Christian Yelich, I think his name is. He's on pace for 81 home runs. Which would, be an, uh, which would be an absurd number. Uh, 81 home runs and I believe 200 and some RBIs for a season. Which I don't think that's ever been even been close to being done, I don't think. Not that he's going to keep up that pace, but just the fact that he's even on it is incredible after 20 games. Yeah, that, that's an absurd number for 20 games. And they, I believe in the American League, that guy's not they're not far behind from what I uh, I'll pull that back up here. Um, and Chris Davis has got, yeah, Chris Davis has got 10 home runs too in, in 20 games. So in 162 game season, that's 80 home runs or 81. That's just, like, that's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. What's the record? 70, uh, 70, uh, it's not in the 80s. I know that. It's 70-something, right? 
Barry Bonds in 2001. So then the question becomes, and I don't know if I'm, I might be way out on a limb here, is the ball juiced? I don't think these, these guys don't look like they're on the juice. Like, you know, Yelich is a small guy. He doesn't really even look like that much of a home run hitter to me compared to the prototypical guy who, you know, was a beast, you know, Mark McGuire-sized kind of guy. Or, you know, yeah, Dave like Puck. Barry Bonds. After he juiced. Yeah, you know, you well, all you got to do is go look at Barry Bonds' baseball cards. And he's a skinny and he's a skinny little bugger for the first five or six years and then all of a sudden it's like Barry became a gorilla. You know, from the waist up he was massive. You know, he looked like Dave he looked like Dave Parker all of a sudden. One of those kind of guys, you know, those big big husky hitters who used to be you know, it was home run or nothing. <laughs> you know, they could get thrown out at first on a single to, to left field. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, uh, maybe they're pulling a Sammy Sosa and they're corking their bats. Yeah, you can never rule. You can never rule out that as technology improves on one end, the cheaters also, that technology also moves forward. You know, guy, or not even necessarily cheating, but they get a better, you know, bat uh, building becomes better and as science gets better and more computers involved and all this sort of stuff, uh, you know, the, the, the gap closes between good and, uh, and great, I guess. I mean, Yelich is 6'3 and 195. He's not a little guy. But that's not no. But that's that's not uh, really numbers for a guy that size, though. No, you know you, he's like when you look at him, I think okay, that's a guy maybe who's a a doubles hitter maybe, but not a home run hitter. He's not a you know any of the guys I can think of. Uh, you know, even going back in history when they didn't juice, you know Reggie Jackson, uh, like I said Dave Parker, uh, Eddie Murray. Guys like that, we're all husky fellas that looked like, yeah, you, know, like uh, you wouldn't want to meet them. In a... Go ahead. I was just going to say, like uh, Roger Maris, I don't think he was very big. Uh, he had the uh, home run record at one point in a season. Uh, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I don't know that Mickey, I don't know how <laughs> big guys they, they really were. I don't think any of the players were that big back then compared to what they are now. I think people have gotten generally gotten bigger too, especially athletes. Uh, I mean, Babe Ruth, I mean, they considered Babe Ruth a big guy and I don't really think he, I mean, he had a gut on him, but I don't know that he was really that big of a fella really. You know, I don't think he was six foot six and or anything like that. I don't think anyway. But I mean, when I think of home run hitting, I think of like, you know, Canseco and McGuire and Sosa. And those guys were all, you know, even, you know, Sammy was at, yeah, they were all huge guys. You can understand why they could hit the ball that far. Then you run into, I can't remember the guy's name from, I want to say it was the Brewers. And he hit some ridiculous number and then it turned out he was on the, on the juice. Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, Ryan Braun. 
There you go. And, you know, and every, yeah. everybody said, you know, he just does not have the body. He doesn't have the arm strength to do this. And yet he's still cracking. <laughs> Didn't he hit like, I think he, I want to say he hit like 60 or something. It was quite a significant number. Like he wasn't like he hit 40. I don't, I don't know if he, he was the, uh, I don't, I don't think he hit a whole lot of home runs. I think he was just very efficient at hitting. Um, fun fact, he actually played on the – we have a minor league team here in Charleston. And oh, yeah, okay. It's not yeah, really, I, I knew that, actually. It's not like a big minor league team, like a single A or double A. I'm pretty sure it's like a JV of a minor league team, but Ron Braun actually played here for, I think, two years. So in 2012, he hit 41. But the problem with that is that he had never hit more than 10 or 12 in any other year, and then suddenly he's hitting 40, and people are going, what? You know, you don't go from a – a uh, ten run a year home run hitter to a forty home run a year hitter that just doesn't happen, or not very very rarely anyway. Yeah, definitely not. That's uh, that would, yeah. See when I when I see him, I, I I think like when I think of uh, the best hitters in the game, I don't think of home run hitters ever. I think no, of you think of uh, I mean Pete Rose obviously comes to mind. Um, Wade Boggs, uh, guys like that that didn't Ichiro. that didn't hit for didn't hit for power. Ichiro, yeah, he's another one. You know, did I mean hit a few home runs, but you know he was more of a spray hitter wherever wherever they were pitching him. You know, I'll go there. I, I want to get on base, kind of guy. I don't think of home run hitters as being all that great of hitters, really. No, but it's definitely changing into that direction. The game is, I think. Because, I mean, in my opinion, that's what fans want to see. They want to see, you know, the home runs. They want to see the oh, yeah, knock it out of the ballpark. I mean, you, you have to be it's, – it's not unlike any other sport. You've got to be a pretty hardcore fan to want to watch a 0-0 going into the ninth inning shutout no-hitter. Although that has a certain amount of appeal to it. It doesn't appeal. It certainly doesn't appeal to kids or younger people because that's. It's just not. It's just not as exciting, obviously, as if guys, if the balls are going out all over the place and the score is thirteen to eleven and nobody has a clue whether that pitcher is going to survive the next two hitters or not. You know, no, no lead is safe. Kind of baseball. Yeah, that. Uh, I you think know, the pitching duels are coming. Few and far between nowadays. I think it's getting awfully hard for them. I mean, they're, the advantage they had is, like, I don't know, like they, I read somewhere that they were talking about raising the mound a tiny bit to change the angles and give them a little, you know, maybe another two or three miles per hour on everything because most guys don't have that much trouble hitting. No, the, uh, the batting averages have definitely grown in the upward pattern in the last few years. I mean, I when I was a kid, 
and I'm a little older than, well, I probably, I'm not sure how old you are, but I think I'm quite a bit older than you. Um, being 50 and all, or 51, actually I am. I remember when like the, the lineup was, you know, the first two hitters or definitely the leadoff guy really wasn't that great a hitter. He was usually fast. So if he did get on yep. base, you know, he was a guy who could maybe steal a base or something, or he could hit and run or whatever. Uh, the two, three, four, five guys, second guy wasn't a bad hitter, but he wasn't a power hitter. The third guy was a, was your, your third, three, four, five guys. Those were your guys could hit. And your seven, eight, nine guys really weren't that good of hitters either. They were guys who were good in the field that they had, that had to bat. You know, most when, of when I played, when I played your, your, your number one, your leadoff guy was your fastest. Your second guy was okay. Your third was your best hitter. Your fourth was your home run hitter. Your fifth, sixth, and seventh and eighth was usually the ones that couldn't hit much of anything. And my, my high school coach, he always said that the, the ninth hitter to him was his second leadoff. So, well, I guess, I guess depending, like, uh, if you've got a, if the pitcher's batting, okay, well, then your ninth hitter's probably nothing. That's almost, a, you know, in, in the majors anyway, that's almost good for nothing. Um, back when you yeah. were kids, you know, guys that pitch could hit too, but. Yeah, they, I mean, there was some of the instances where some of our pitchers uh, was actually didn't hit. You know, we had a DH for them. Um, but some of the other pitchers, you know, they they could hit. So they was you, in can run in, you run into the odd one in, in Major League Baseball that can actually hit. There's a few guys that are not instant outs, but most of them just don't get to do it enough. But I always figured the pitchers yeah, I mean, should be a good hitter because I always thought they should be able to recognize pitches a lot better than a – but I guess that's just not the case. No bad. Uh, I guess it's well. I, I would. I guess it's just where they don't. Uh, they don't. They don't hit that much. I mean, you would think that they would be able to uh, see it a lot better than you know somebody who's playing first or outfield. But I guess, I guess it it's would just be where they don't have that many. Like a wide receiver could probably throw a football, but he's not going to be a quarterback anytime soon. And and lots of those guys actually, there's quite a few in the NFL who are converted from the quarterback position because they're not big enough to be quarterbacks. But they got good arms, but once you get to the pros, having a good arm, that's only part of it. Maybe that baseball thing is the same way. You got to be. I mean, when a guy's throwing it up there, ninety plus. I mean, I don't know if you played some as an adult, but I don't know that I ever saw a ninety mile per hour pitch. But we had kids that could throw, you know, in the 60s and 70s. And that's plenty fast. That's hard enough to hit. I can't even imagine trying to hit something coming at me at 100. We, uh, my, my junior, no, my senior year of high school, I actually, I actually played baseball in high school. And we made it to the states. And uh, my junior year, we actually won states. But my senior year, we moved to uh, AAA and moved to, uh, our, the first round of states, we played Martinsburg, <clears throat> which is about four hours north of Charleston. And they had a pitcher, and I think his name was Brandon King. Uh, 
he actually got drafted in like the fifth round out of high school. He he threw pretty hard. He threw in the nineties, and that's who we faced. They beat us that year. You know that. I mean, if you don't see that kind of pitching all the time, I would imagine that's quite the shock the first time up in that. 90-plus comes dancing a little bit from left to right or up and down or whatever kind of movement they might have on it. I don't imagine that's an easy thing to hit. <laughs> I mean, up here we play a lot of uh, uh, hard hard ball, as we call it up here, is not really that popular with uh, the little league goes, but that's about it. The adults all play softball. Or fast pitch, I guess. I don't know what you guys call it down there, but uh, we have some uh, fast pitch uh, in the leagues here. Slow, slow pitch was really in vogue for a while, but that pretty much disappeared. You know, where you got to uh, throw it up there with the big, with the big arc. Yeah, the, pitching. Yeah, yeah, the, they have that for the older men. I. I wouldn't mind actually getting into some of the fast pitch, but I just – I don't have time. Yeah, it's it's just – I always had the problem where I could never find – like, I wanted to play relatively seriously, but not so seriously that they wanted to practice, you know, three times a week and tournaments every weekend because I didn't have time for that either. Don't have time for it now even. I'm too old to, too old to play now. But yeah, it was always a struggle to find something that was fun – but yet the guys weren't half cut on the bench by the third inning. Yeah, it. Uh... I don't know if that's a was a pro is a problem there, but a lot of guys like to come out and they like to drink the beer, and I got no problem with that when the game's over. But you know, we paid money to play; we should at least play. Then when we right. if we win or lose, you know, then we can have the fun afterwards. But. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I don't. I don't know how it works around here. I haven't really looked into it. Only because. Well, know, I don't know. Work. Like everybody says, it's you know that Major League Baseball is kind of. I haven't looked at the. I was going to do that, and I didn't get time. I was going to look at the attendance, for this year so far, but I have read in quite a few places that it's on the. I know in Toronto it's definitely on the decline, but that's because the Blue Jays suck, and you can't expect anybody to come watch a team that blows. You know that's just. You know, nobody's going to do that. Doesn't matter where it is. Well, you got to be pretty pretty hardcore city to go if the team is bad. Well, yeah, that and you know, it's it's hard to fill a stadium during the week. I mean, you you pretty much have a game every day. You you know, you're probably playing five days a week, out of seven. You know, you okay, well, and I'll ask, the I'll weekends. Ask oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying the weekends is really the only uh, time that you can really fill a stadium unless it's playoffs. I mean, in the playoffs, you, you know, your fans are going to show up. But especially this early in the season, too, I mean, it's it's hard to fill that big of a stadium. I'm always mesmerized by uh, – I get quite a few games on the uh, satellite up here. And I can never figure out, like, why are they playing a baseball game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday? Like, who can go? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, 
look, I mean, I guess there's some guys who can, you know, can get out of work or have jobs that, you know, are rich enough, I guess. But, I mean, I can't even imagine ever telling my boss, I mean, I'm my own boss, but I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell me that, hey, you're just going to skip out on work today for a, for a baseball game at one for four hours or three and a half or whatever they take. You know, it just doesn't, and then it's not cheap either. So, I mean, I got nowhere to go. But, I mean, I, I just always find it odd. Like, I get a lot of, like, Cubs games. You know, and it's 11 o'clock in the morning here. So, it's, you know, 1 o'clock on, on the East Coast. But I'm going, like, you know, who who do they, who are they expecting to, like, 60,000 people to show up? And I'm sure they don't get those kind of crowds. But yeah, I'm you, looking at the... Uh, the 2019 attendance, uh, and the number one team right now, which is understandable because it's just the high population area, is the Dodgers. They have an average well, of 46,000 fans. And they're good, too. Yeah, but what does Chavez, Chavez Ravine actually hold? I think it's a lot more than four. Uh, thir- 13, 13 home games and eight – uh, road games. Up. Let me look up what uh, what their stadium actually, what the capacity is. And then I know too the Dodgers uh, stadium is from what I understand is in is a in a ridiculous place. Like to get to that, it's a bit of a drive from the city proper. They average a overall total. Of forty-four thousand fans. Okay, and Dodger yes. Stadium, Dodger Stadium holds fifty-six thousand people. So they're short twelve, twelve thousand. They could get that many more in there. I mean, not that forty-five is anything to scoff at. That's a pretty good number, I'd say. But because uh, I know Toronto, yes. Toronto had a Toronto had a game this year where I believe they were under ten thousand. Toronto right now stands in 20th with an overall average of 18,898 fans. Yeah, see, and that's that's horrific. I mean, Rogers Stadium holds uh, 50,000 for baseball. So, if they're only playing actually, 10, that's, that's pretty empty. Yeah, I actually got to see uh, Rogers Stadium when I when I was up in Toronto. I was hoping to actually get to go out, but the only thing that was open was the gift shop, so I guess that was the best I got. It's a, it's a rather, like, I mean, have you, have you ever been in any other major league parks? Yeah, I've been in uh, New York, and I've been in Baltimore. Okay. It's, and Cleveland. It's, uh, it's horrific compared to uh, uh, Yankee Stadium or Camden Yards. It's not even close. It's a very... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Really huge park with nothing in it, if that makes sense. The dimensions and the, yeah. the size of the building and all that, it's a really big building, but there's nothing there. Because it was built before they, you know, came up with putting stuff in the outfield and, you know, all the things that they do in the new ones now to make them more like, I mean, I see some, and I think they're more like shopping malls than uh, than stadiums sometimes when you look at them, but... You know, you got to do what you got to do to get people to to want to pay their money because you're fighting. I mean, there was a time when I don't imagine, to be honest, I don't, baseball didn't fight that much in the sports department. 
because when it's on, you know, it catches the tail end of the NBA and the front end of football a tiny bit. But other than that, it really doesn't, you know, no competition from college sports to speak of. It really kind of has its free reign, but it's still not attracting numbers like it once did for some reason. I don't know. Game's too long, maybe? I, that's probably got a lot to do with it. And, you know, because uh, it averages probably four hours a game. And, I mean, that's a long game for nine innings. Well, yeah. And it's definitely a long time if you're going to take um, – you know, let's say you like baseball and you got a couple of kids, and they are all for going. But you know, four hours somewhere, even if they're entertained, starts to be to reach the end of their ropes for how much they can deal with. And then, you know, and then you're not going to pay that kind of money if you got to leave or you got two kids going crazy because they're bored and don't want to be there anymore and. Uh, it's it's a different. I mean, I've I've never seen a pro game. I've seen a uh, a triple A game in Edmonton. Uh, it is different to go to. Much different than a hockey game. I've never seen an NBA game, and very much different than an NFL football game. There's long periods of time when there's not a lot going on in a baseball game. <clears throat> I guess they, uh, I, I mean, I've been to, to one, two, I've been to three MLB games. I've, uh, when I went, to, I went to New York on a field trip in the eighth grade and got to see the Red Sox and the Yankees playing. Randy Johnson was actually pitching. Okay, well that's a that's a dream game just about for any anybody who even likes baseball a little bit. Oh yeah, because you had uh, you had well, uh, Yan- Randy Yankees Johnson Red going Sox up against alone. Pedro Martinez. Oh good yeah, lord, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking about all, uh, Hall of Famers here. You know, that's just not a game anymore. I mean, I'm not even that big a baseball fan, and I'm going okay. I can understand why. You'd pay your money to see that. Yeah, you had. Uh, I mean, hell, Pedro might Pedro might roll Don Zimmer, and you might get to see Randy Johnson pluck a seagull. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I remember, I, I remember seeing that on TV, watching that. That was that was wild. Okay, well, all right, what was more entertaining? Pedro Martinez, uh, rolling Don Zimmer, or or uh, hitting him hitting the seagull. Uh, probably Pedro Martinez. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you and say I found I found that rather amusing. And, oh well, yeah, he's an old man, but you know what? I'm an old man too, and I'm smart enough to not go fight young guys. You're gonna run out there and get get involved. He was nice too. He could have he could have really hurt him if he'd have wanted to, and he didn't. So I mean, yeah, he flipped him over, but that didn't kill him. He should have stayed on the bench where he belonged. My just my opinion. Yeah, it, yeah, you don't get in. No, well, you know, that, if that you can't if if you can't back up your sass, no matter how old you are, you probably shouldn't. Uh, you know, if 
you you either have to be prepared to to be put in that position where you might get you know there's always somebody bigger or stronger. Um, I mean, he had to know that. I don't know. Maybe that was one of those ones where he thought he might just get the respect card because he was Don Zimmer and he was seventy. But I don't know. I thought it was funny. About about the only brawl I can think of that would have been better was the Malice in the Palace, but that was a whole other story. I don't know if the Yankees and the Red Sox have had a couple. I've had a couple of decent uh, brouhaha's in their day. Well, they really don't like each other, so. Oh no! I and one of my best friends is a Yankees fan, so it's it's really hard to uh, correspond with him, especially when he talks <laughs> about, about baseball. Well, I remember when uh, who was it? Uh, Johnny Damon went from the Yankees to the Red Sox, or was oh, it the other yeah, way around? Yeah, and no, yeah, he, he, he was, went from the Red Sox to the Yankees, and, it was, and everybody he was hated, hated him very much. It was instant hate. Don't care what you did for for our team, you're you no longer exist in our world. Yeah, and there was another one a couple of years ago. God, what was his name? Uh, well, somebody went the other way who was a fairly decent player. Somebody went from the Yankees to the Red Sox. Um, I don't remember. Hmm. If I heard the name, I'm sure I yeah, would know, but it was, right off the top of my head, was, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was one of their – he wasn't a huge, huge player, but one of the role player types. I'm pretty sure he was, uh, from what I have in my head, that he was quite instrumental in uh, uh, ending the curse. Um, but be damned if I can remember his name at this moment. I'll have to look that up for the next one. For next week, uh, I mean, I get it though. You know, uh, baseball is a strange. Uh, you know, it's it's been in American culture for so long that uh, it becomes very much. You know, when you finally pick a team, or a team picks you, depending on where you live, or you know, you're you're a lot of us. It's our fathers, you know, whoever they cheered for. You know, if they maybe grew up somewhere and moved and but cheered for a team that wasn't local or whatever, whatever it is, usually once you pick one, it's pretty much for life. I don't know too many guys who switch allegiances in Major League Baseball once you go for a team. Yeah, my uh, my dad, he was he's a Dodgers fan, and uh, I really started liking. I, I guess you would say that. I guess I jumped on the bandwagon when I was younger. When the Red Sox finally broke the curse and won the World Series, uh, that's probably when I, I which well, I was only fourteen. I mean, it was quite a story. I mean, it was something that a lot of people, you know, there was guys in Boston who were old men who thought they were never going to get to see, you know, cheer for the Red Sox their entire lives, and didn't think they were ever going to see them come anywhere near to get in the World Series. So when that happened, I mean, not unlike the Cubs were there a couple of years ago when the you know, people had waited, I don't even know how long it was, a long time. And, you know, it's baseball is, it might not be the most popular sport in America anymore, but I still think it's the most ingrained in people's day to day. You know, you think about, you might like NFL football, 
but you pretty much don't think about it when it's not on. But baseball, you're still wearing a hat, probably, even in the off season. Oh yeah, I'm always wearing Red Sox hat. Even even right now, off season football, I'm wearing my Rams hat. Oh well, that was probably that was a tough year for you. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is because Boston Celtics, Boston Red Sox, if I watched hockey, I would probably cheer for the Bruins, even though they just lost tonight. So why not the Patriots? Not Boston enough? I, 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 I can't don't stand know. Tom Brady. I don't like Bill Belichick. And actually, it was uh, growing up watching the greatest show on turf. Uh, oh, okay. Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Tori Holt. Huh? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Uh, he was a. Yeah. Uh, he was a there for a bit of boy it, in a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was a QB at least. He he won. I think he won once with them, didn't he? I think they won the. Yeah, two, two, ninety-nine or two thousand. Uh, yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was a good quarterback. And Tom Brady beat him in two thousand one. I think okay, it was Tom so Brady's you're, first. So you're you're not old enough to remember the Patriots really without Tom Brady then. Uh, not really. I was, not really. Oh, I was okay. Well, then I can. Okay, well, then I can understand it. If you came to the sport where you were old enough finally to get serious into watching it and you don't like a player. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes perfect sense. Why you, I mean, he's the face of the franchise and will be long after he's gone at this point, you know, love him or hate him. I mean, you can't, you know, the results are the results. I got tired. I used to like them and I got tired of them. I'm sick of them winning. I just like enough. Somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like me with the Warriors now. It's like, okay, we've seen you win for the last 10 years. It's time to move on. Yeah, the, 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 only, the only way I can take that in any kind of professional sports is if it's my team. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. I mean, the Boston Red Sox can win the World Series as many times as they want, and that's probably not going to bother you much. No, no. I'd win it you're not going to get – yeah, you're not going to get tired <laughs> of that. <laughs> you know, uh, whereas, whereas, yeah, whereas, you know, if the uh, – well, I'm sure being a Boston fan, if the Yankees win, that's probably about as bad as it gets, um, at least on the American League side of things. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was very happy to see Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera retire. Retire? Yeah. I just – I never liked the Yankees because I always figured or always felt like they were a team that they just went and bought guys, particularly back well, before, yeah. the salary, I mean, before the salary cap came in. They would just throw, pardon my French, but fucking ridiculous sums of money at whatever they wanted. And the guys couldn't say no, and you couldn't blame them. You know, oh, even yeah, now, I mean, they, now yeah. they've got the uh, money market. Yeah, they got uh, what's his name, uh, fatty pitcher there. 
Uh, right, you know, and he's getting some outrageous sum of money, and he's useless. But I mean, I can't blame him for he wasn't when they threw that money at him. He isn't any good anymore. But but the you know they don't no. care about uh, paying luxury tax and all that stuff. Whatever. We need a left-handed pitcher. They don't do it so much anymore. But they used to. It was you know we need a left-handed pitcher. Who's out there? Uh, you know Bill Smith. Yeah. What's it going to cost us to get Bill Smith? Well, there's somebody's yeah. offering him ten. Offer him twenty-five. We'll make sure we get him. And they did. It was just crazy. How they didn't win more World Series is beyond me. Because they should have won yeah, down here yeah. every year. Yeah, and and they got a shit ton now. I mean, they got uh, tw- I don't know, it's upper upper twenties that they've got now. I mean, they should have forty. I mean, how in the hell did they ever not sign Bryce Harper? I'm going to assume he didn't want to go there. Either, either that or uh, I don't know the the big contract that they took uh, over for uh, Stanton last year. Uh, it might have been a little too much for him. him to, but he he's the kind of player though that where I could easily see if his career doesn't or if the Phillies don't don't win, he's the kind of guy that ends up in New York. Because they can absorb that contract at some point when they if they want to. Oh yeah, easily. I mean, it, it's just it's a big money market town, city. Well, and, that, uh, that that franchise is not. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't compare to any other team in the league. You know, it's got its own TV station. It's it's uh, it's iconic past the point of anything I can think of in professional sports. Everybody knows who the New York Yankees are. Even if you've never seen a baseball game, you still know the Yankees. You know, even if it's from Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig or, you know, something you saw 70 years ago, you still know who the Yankees are. Yeah, and unfortunately. Not, you know, and the Red Sox, are, <laughs> the, Red Sox are not, the Red Sox are not far from that. They really made a push in the, uh, you know, Yankees got into mainstream culture somehow. Because if you if anybody needed anything from about the 70s to the year 2000 or so, and it was a baseball related, it was a Yankee thing. Because people knew who they were. You know, Derek Jeter or uh, before that, you know, Reggie Jackson, guys like that. But then they made that, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, it was a movie with... Um, he hosts late night TV now. Um, oh, Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore are in that where he's a Boston Red Sox fan and goes to oh, uh, uh, Fever Pitch. Spring. Wait, yeah, Fever, yeah, Fever Pitch. That's that's it, I think. Where he goes to spring training and he's embarrassed to tell anybody he's a Red Sox fan, but then they they win the World Series and everybody gets it and blah 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 blah. But then, you know, then they started to become, they kind of took a little bit of the Yankee thunder there for a while where they won a couple and they were the team that, that young people thought of it when they thought about baseball. It wasn't the Yankees so much anymore. Like my generation, it's Yankees Dodgers and maybe the uh, Oakland athletics before they got bad. But I mean, it was quite often the world series was the Yankees and the Dodgers that happened more times than I can think. 
And usually the Yankees won, which was even worse. Yeah, because I'm uh, I am not a Yankee fan, so we're we're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah, I know too many of them. And I used to like I don't know that much about the I kind of got away from baseball for a couple of years, and I'm trying to drag myself back into it because I I really am a guy for stats and numbers, and baseball is the perfect sport for that because there's a million of them. You know, they keep track of everything. You know, I can. I can go look up well, how many guys hits a guy's got on Tuesday afternoon against left-handers who have uh, a record over 500. You know, I can go look that up. There's no other sport that'll tell you that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of numbers into a baseball game, and which it, bring yeah, which brings me to something I did want to talk about. There was some talk, and I think I might I might be on the agreement side of this that baseball has went a little too heavy into numbers and that they've removed the human part of baseball, you know, that guys will still do certain things. And, you know, normally guys do certain things in certain situations, but there are times when they won't. And that baseball's gotten a little stale because, you know, okay, well, you know, you lefty, lefty, you know, or whatever. That used to be the big, that used to be the extent of matchups when I was a kid. You know, if there was a left-handed pitcher, you threw all your left-handed hitters up there, or vice versa, whatever. I don't even remember anymore. But that's what you used to do. And now it's okay. Well, this guy is, you know, he's eight percentage points better on Tuesday against this pitcher, so he's not starting today. The other guy will be. That they've kind of taken managing out of the game a little bit, I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess uh yeah, it's getting a lot more analytical like uh, basketball. Like I don't see, like I, I haven't watched that many games, but it's my understanding like the you know, it's nobody plays small ball anymore. No, you you definitely don't see a whole lot of bunts, and that was that was a big thing when I was playing, you know. Or you know, get yeah. a guy on, get a guy on, steal, sacrifice to get him to second, or if he can steal it, sacrifice to get him over to third. And bring them in with two out. But yep. then I guess the long, but I guess the long ball though is is kind of like the three in basketball. I guess it's people like to see them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 what people want to see nowadays. I mean they want to see that home run. They want to see the scores run. They would, they want to see the offense. They don't want to see the pitching goals. Yeah, I, I mean that's what we were talking about earlier. But it just. No, but I, I think, to be quite honest, if you have a – right now with the lineup some of those teams have, if you went out there and let's say your leadoff man gets on and your new, your number two hitter sacrificed Bunsen to second, you might hear booze at the beginning of a game for that move. Yeah, I mean, nowadays that's a very good possibility. I mean – you know that's something a team, a fan understands. It's we're in the ninth inning, and we need a run. Okay, then then everybody's on board. But if you pull that in the fifth, <laughs> that's probably not really going to go over very well. You know what? Because I, I can hear the I can hear the response. Well, when the hell are we doing giving up an out when we've got you know the number three guys coming up and he can hit? 
Well, yeah, but the whole point is, is he doesn't really have to get much of a hit for the guy from to score from second. And young people, I suppose, would reply with, "He, the guy from second, can score from anywhere if the guy hits a home run." <laughs> yeah, they, Wait, they don't see this, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's and it's true. But it's like the three, though. Like I get in this fight with Nate probably once every two weeks on the basketball show. I go, you know, we look at the scores and go, okay, somebody lost by five points. And I'll go, well, that's because they missed, you know, they shot 32% from, they missed 25 three-throw attempts. Why didn't they just, instead of throwing up five of those threes, if they'd have settled for two twice, the game would have been tied. But instead they throw up a three from God knows where, and it misses and, and they give up the ball, and that, that makes no sense to me. Unless you're like, yeah, you know, hot on the hot on the threes, but not unlike I guess a home run hitter, where if you go up there and you're zero for three tonight and you've come nowhere near the ball, swinging for the fence probably is not the smartest thing to do. You know, get up there, and make contact, put the ball into play, blah blah blah. But that's not how they play the game anymore. No, everybody's swinging for the fences, Chenda. I've gotten old and crotchety, I guess. <laughs> it had to happen. I guess 50 is it for So just be warned when you hit 50, you're just going to – sports is going to pass you by. I mean, the game has to evolve too in the same breath, though. If that's what people want to see, then that's what the game – I mean, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, basketball went through it where everybody dunked. It was nothing but dunks. That's all it was then that's kind of almost disappeared. You rarely if ever see one anymore. Very rarely. Doesn't happen that much. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's mostly, the, it's yeah, mostly three shots. Yeah, it's all threes, but then I'm, you're going to see what will happen. Somebody will come up with a team that has a bunch of guys who can't shoot threes very well, but they're deadly from everywhere else. And then that, that'll start a trend where, you know, okay, maybe we don't need a – or we only need one guy doing it. Like, I mean, there's there's only so many Steph Curry's and James Harden's out there who can kind of do it almost at will, it seems, most nights. Either that or they'll change the rules. So that'll be next. Yeah, that that was, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't see that much. I mean, you had uh, Ray Allen. I mean, he could pretty much shoot the lights out of it. Reggie Miller, that rings a bell. Yeah, but oh, yeah. nowadays, yeah. I mean, that's all. That's everybody could do it, even the big men. I mean, you look at uh, uh, Dirk and uh, KD. I mean, it's seven footers. You, yeah, I mean, you would never see. Yeah, back in the day, you uh, you know, you used to laugh because Shaq couldn't shoot free throws, let alone threes. Well, he didn't even, you know, he would only throw up a three if the clock shot clock was dead and gone, and to be honest, Shaq shouldn't have the ball if that's going on, but um, maybe that's what they need to do in baseball. I mean, this is this is a pretty big leap, but how much would this change the game if you only got three balls instead of four? Oh, that that definitely be something to look at. I mean, if, you know, you or, want to get or fans, only, or fans only two strikes. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, and then, then you're done. Yeah, maybe they change the pit, the, the count, and you're you're done. Two's a strikeout. You got to put the ball into play and get some 
So something happens. And if it doesn't, you're not up there for 10 minutes. You know, they talked about, I mean, I think they even put it into effect, but I don't know if they're enforcing it for the time in between pitches. You know, that they're not giving yeah, the guys all day, but I don't know if, they, if yes. that's being much done about it or not. And, you know, you got your batters that, uh, you know, they take their sweet time in the batter's box and then they step out. They got to readjust their gloves. They got to readjust yeah, them, yeah. And how it's they so uh, hold the bat. You, the guy, you went up there, the guy threw a pitch. You never moved. What needs readjusting? Yeah. You know, you didn't swing at the we, pitch. So what happened that your glove isn't tight anymore? Like it may, like it's all part of the, you know, I guess the mind game part of the game, I suppose. But I think it would be good. You're in the box. Okay, your at-bat has begun. You can step out once to get your act back together. Otherwise, the pitches are coming. Yep. I mean, that, that, yep. that, of course, calls on the pitcher to – and maybe that's, you know, something too. Maybe uh, uh, starting pitcher should maybe only pitch four or five innings on a regular basis, and then you could get uh, maybe you get better pitching out of them if they're not expected to go into the seventh and and further as they do on occasion. I know there was a time when there was only one pitcher, but I think it would really change the game if you didn't have to worry about throwing your arm out. You might not waste so many pitches. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if if you don't have a no-hitter going and you're not striking everybody out, I mean, why not? Yeah, you, you could, know, you could put some kind and of like a a middle reliever. Yeah, you could put some kind of like little league, uh, you know, how they do in the World Series where, you know, guys can only pitch so much or so many pitches. Yeah, pitch count. Yeah, they'll give you, you know, there's a certain amount of leeway if something's going on, but otherwise, you know, because, you know, I don't know. There again, you know, I guess the, the game has become so, um, and I don't know if it's as prevalent in baseball, but in a lot of the other sports, the guys have become so athletic that they're on that razor's edge between uh, machine and being hurt. If that makes any sense. Uh, they they got, you know, there was a time when like like baseball players, really I wouldn't have said were, the greatest athletes in the world. They were kind of, a lot of them were kind of, you know, heavy guys, pudgy guys, pitchers had guts, but they were still good at baseball. And they could take their bodies would take the abuse a little bit more. I mean, I would, I would equate it to pro wrestling where a guy, you know, a, a Mick Foley built kind of guy can take bumps better than a, a muscled up guy. Cause he's got <laughs> nothing, you know, he's got nothing to absorb the, the blows. And if it does yeah, get him in the I've right spot, a, he's he's hurt. I've seen a thing today, or maybe yesterday, talking uh, John Daly, and uh, he quoted, he said, uh, "I don't pull muscles because I'm all fat." <laughs> well, and he was. I mean, he's not lying there either. I mean, he well, I don't know. I mean, he had a gut on him. I mean, he he wasn't anybody that if you looked at him, you were going to think he was going to run a relay anytime soon. No, he's definitely a big guy. Like he was me. a big guy, and but I mean, I'm t- I'm thinking back to like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have no. I mean, you're a, a taller guy than me, but uh, 
I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a large man, as they would say. I guess would be the words you would use. Um, not as big as Nate. I mean, if you've seen Nate, Nate's a big guy. How do you, how do you measure up to I'm, Nate? I'm six six, three hundred pounds. Good Lord, sir. Uh, <laughs> shall I re- shall I refer to you as Sir Nick? What? How would you like to be addressed? <laughs> it doesn't matter. As long as you're Nicholas. <laughs> Oh, so you're like me, and I don't want to be Timothy. Tim's okay. Yeah. Uh, from a female, Timmy's all right. But, yeah, you can keep Timothy, although that is my name. I, I'd never hear it, and I don't, I'm not particularly fond of it. Yeah, I'm not fond of Nicholas, but I just have to call me, so. Yeah, yeah, the only two people in the world that called call me Timothy is my mother and my grandmother. And she's, my grandmother sadly has passed away. My mom's getting pretty old. But from her, you know, she birthed me, so she's got the right to call me whatever she wants. But uh, anybody else, I won't answer. Yeah, well, six six three hundred. Well, so you could be a wide man without any problem. You fit right in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that's just good to know. I wasn't sure. I, I looked at your Facebook thing just quickly, but I could tell you where. You're like unless your wife was four foot eight, that you were a fairly tall guy. But so she's not really that tall. She's fairly tall then, if you're six six. Yeah, she must five, be six. I was gonna say she must be five six five seven anyway. So it's a normal size. Um, yeah, no, that's good because wide men, you know. I don't know how you feel about doing the show on a regular basis, but uh, it's kind of fun to shoot the shit for an hour or two on a Friday night if you got time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd enjoy that. I'll, you know. I mean, we'll find some. When I can. I didn't have a lot of time this week. My my old lady went out of town unexpectedly yesterday, so my my plans to uh, find things to talk about kind of went astray. But I didn't want to. I kept saying we were going to do it. And I didn't want to cancel it again, so I went for it. So next week I'll I'll come up with some topics and. Uh, Got another week's of games worth to talk about. See where everybody's moved around from this point. Because in a in a week, you know, somebody plays four or five games and goes on a four or five game tear, they're in first place. So, you know, your Red Sox won't be in the basement forever. Yeah, maybe they might uh, might actually turn things around. Might actually be able to I, say something positive really, for next week. I really suspect that I, I don't see the. The Red Sox have got too much talent. Uh, the only way they stay there is if their pitching continues to suck. And even there, they got too many guys that are they, they just got too many guys that are good. You know that that team is stacked from top to bottom. They they should be better than uh, nobody. Let's put it this way: me expecting them to be good is not expecting too much from that roster. That roster should be good. No, I, I I agree with that. It's uh, definitely too much talent to go to waste for this season. But, I mean, are they, you know, uh, it's like it's like we were talking about earlier? It's way too early in the season to oh, really expect yeah. anything right now. Yeah, you you can't even. Uh, let's talk at the. I mean, if if they're 15 games behind at the halfway mark, okay, then we've got a problem. But four or five games, 20 games in is is nothing. I mean, you could probably look at the schedule and go, okay, uh, Tampa Bay's 14 and six, but who have they played so far? 
I mean, they beat the uh, they beat the Astros, they beat the Rockies, they beat the Giants and the White Sox. Uh, beat the okay, Blue so, so they've played no. I mean, beat the Orioles two out of three. So they've beat nobody. Okay. So, so, the Astros is really the only team relevant in the last right, five years. So. In that, yeah, in in that list. So let's put them. Uh, now, if they play their next 20 games against 500 better teams, that record is not going to be 14 and six, probably, as they've already lost once to Boston tonight. So, uh, yeah, you can't. I mean, hockey is a, you've got to wait till about the halfway point. Uh, major uh, NBA is even worse. You've got to wait till at least Christmas or longer. Like to look at this year, how many stuffs decided in the last day? All kinds of it, you know, positioning and all oh. the rest. It's a long summer yet for baseball. Long summer. So let's yes. get. There. I got twenty minutes left on the clock. Let's go to tomorrow's games. Come on, we'll have. Let's have a giggle. I know you're. You're no expert, neither am I. But let's have a giggle and go. Who's uh, let's pick some winners for tomorrow's games. Just thought of a, just for something to do. Uh, Royals at Yankees. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Yankees. All right, yeah, I, I'm with uh, you on that one. Kansas City doesn't got much, I don't think. Uh, what do we got? Uh, White Sox at uh, Tigers. I don't know. That's, I, I, I would say that the Tigers will probably come out on top on that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Tigers with home field. Uh, here's a good matchup. The Mets at the Cardinals. Uh, I would say Oh, you cut out on that one. Uh, I went with the Cardinals on that one. Okay, They're yeah, that's where, that's where my money would go. I'm not a – I think the Mets are all uh, flash and nothing – not much substance. Uh, Diamondbacks at the Cubs. We're going to go with the Diamondbacks on this one, one on the road. We got Zach Greinke against you, Darvish, in that one. I'm a Cubs fan, so I got to go with the Cubs. Uh, Giants at the Pirates. The upstart Pittsburgh Pirates are first in their division. Well, I'd say the, the Pirates is taking this one. That's where my money goes. Uh, Blue Jays on the road to the Athletics. Well, as much as I like Toronto, I'm going with the <laughs> Oakland A's. Yeah, as much as I'm a Canadian, I'm going with the Oakland A's. The Blue Jays are just not very good. They traded away anybody they had that's worth talking about. They're supposedly in a rebuild mold without any rebuild, but that's baseball. Uh, Braves at the Cleveland Indians. 
there we are. Uh, cut out. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Indians. Clubber's going to get the win. Okay, that's my money. Um, of course, I don't have to ask you about the next one. The Red Sox over Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'll be going with Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I'm not a for some reason. I'm not a fan of Tampa Bay or Miami. I don't know why. Don't like either of those teams. Well, it's uh, just Florida. Well, yeah, Florida. That, could, that that could be why, because I'm the same in hockey, and not far behind in any of the other sports. Uh, what do we got here? Nationals at the Marlins. Uh Marlins look to be struggling. I'd say their struggles continue. Let's go with the Nationals. Yeah, that, yeah I think that would be wise. Uh, the Twins at the Orioles. Um, probably the Twins. Yeah, I don't, Orioles, like, uh, I don't like Baltimore much. I'm not a fan. It's a nice city, but I don't like Baltimore. <laughs> I got to wonder about a franchise. that can, Are they the guys that have got the guy who's like, oh, it was Owen like 55 or something? And they kept playing yes, him? Oh, 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 and 56, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 what you got nobody better? <laughs> I don't know. Call somebody up from AAA or something. Yeah, I mean, okay, I understand, okay, he's, you know, he's 0 and 10 or something like that. And he's, you know, he's just having a bad game or two. But when you're 0 and 50, I mean, we're not talking like we've got a couple of hits. We're talking none. Yeah. Time for time to for somebody else to take a shot at it. I'll take the Twins there too. Uh, Dodgers at the Brewers. That should be a good game. That will be a good one. Uh, where is it at? It's in Milwaukee. That's in Milwaukee. And they have undecided who the pitcher's going to be, so that's not looking good. That's uh, hard to say what's going on there. Well, I'd say Uh, the Dodgers are probably going to have to lean towards the Dodgers just for that reason alone. Yeah. Um, Usually, I guess, when a guy's undecided, that probably means whoever was scheduled is doubtful, and they don't know where they're finding a number five at. Yeah, they, they might have to call somebody up from Triple yeah, A come in. Means they they don't want to they don't want to skip ahead in their rotation unless they have to, so they might waste that game. Particularly seeing as it's the Dodgers, maybe they throw that one. They throw somebody to the line, so to speak. Uh, all right, we got the Phillies at the Rockies. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to go with the Phillies on this one. I'm going to have to go. Uh, with I was just going to say, even though uh, this Sen- Senzatella, I think that's how you pronounce his name, he's 1 0 with an ERA of 1.35. That's hard to go against. The only thing I can say about that, though, is in Colorado, uh, fly balls are home runs. True. <laughs> you, know, you just don't know there. I mean, you know, they've. I mean, a lot of guys have looked pretty. Uh, Pretty good at the plate in Colorado who couldn't hit anywhere else. Um, what was his name? Uh, there was one in particular. Uh, not Larry. Although Larry Walker, he hit more home runs other places. He actually hit better in other parts than Colorado. But 
I can't remember his name. I want to say Todd Helton for some reason. Nah, I don't know if that's, I, I know if that's right. I can't, it was a weird name. I can't. I can't. He would never. Name. I just remember he would never leave there because he he just hit like a demon there, and he was useless everywhere else. But in but at home he was a you know he was a good three for four guy almost every night. Anyway, that is. I'll have to dig some of this up for next time. Uh, then we got the Reds at the Padres. That's, that's yeah, going to be a fest. Cincinnati is always terrible, so the Padres is probably coming out on top on that one. You can uh, you can listen to that one, and then you can get a taste of that uh, Cincinnati-San Diego game on the uh, – uh, I can't remember now. I've let you down, Nate. I can't remember what station you work at because I'm pretty sure they simulcast the uh, – yeah, yeah, WVLW. Yeah, the Reds games are on, and they're god awful, from what I understand. Yeah, that's. Yeah, every Reds game is broadcasted from WVLW. That's gotta be painful. The Reds, <laughs> it have, really the is. Red, well, the, the Reds have not been good for a long, long time. Since the, since the March shot era. Back when she used to. Well, be horribly politically incorrect towards blacks and never just about everybody else that wasn't Marge Shaw, pretty much. Um, and then we got one more game: the Mariners at the Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, or whatever the hell they call themselves these days. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, the Mariner, Mariners are, are playing pretty good, so I'll take the Mariners. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Mariners as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll uh, re-listen to this episode and I'll write these down. And uh, next Friday we'll see how we, uh, or next Saturday we'll see how we. Uh, well, Friday I guess it'll be, but I guess we'll, yeah, Friday and we'll see how we did for Saturday's games, <laughs> whether we'll be embarrassed or not. <laughs> I've learned yeah, from I basketball and football to crawl under a rock when I lose, so <laughs> it's not that hard. It really I think does. We only had the disagreement. Yeah, we were pretty close. Uh, it's pretty hard. It does. It does go to show how hard uh, or how crazy you have to be to actually put money on games. Oh God, yeah. Because you can really pretty much uh, you can stat and common sense till the cows come home, and it's still the results will be well. They'll be what they what they are, right? There's no guarantee of anything. Uh, I got the TV on with the sound off right now, watching the uh, uh, hockey playoffs. And there's a, uh, I mean, and I, I, you guys, I know you're not big on hockey down there, but the top team in the league went out four straight in the first round. The second best team in the league is about to go out four one in the first round. I mean, there's a lot of people who put a lot of money down, who are about to kiss it all goodbye in two matchups that anybody who was crazy would have told you, oh, there's no way those two teams are going to lose, let alone four straight. And yet that's exactly what's happening. So, well, that's like, uh, the, the gold was the golden Knights last year. I'm sure nobody, uh, expected them to go all the way. No, No, that guy came a a whisker away from winning some ridiculous sum of money when he put a hundred bucks on him at the beginning of the season. 
mean, they missed out on I think five mil or something crazy like that. Yes, professional sports is a, and you know you can follow it. You can be a a fan. You can be a one of those guys who can pull stats out like crazy. It still doesn't matter. There's just so many intangibles that you just you're just not always going to be right. What what really should happen? I guess it's like real life. You know what should happen doesn't always happen. Yep, and. Uh... As much as you'd like. Anything can happen. You know, it's just like, you know, the Clippers coming back down 31 and winning. Who would have thought that? Yeah, well, did you, did you listen to the show on Wednesday yet? I did. Did you hear Clipper Darrow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, He's a high naughty. We, we could have took his money. We should have took his money. <laughs> Uh, I wonder I what he thought it. after last night's game. I didn't. I didn't go to his Twitter. I'm going to go to his Twitter and look later because he was convinced. I would have told him, you know, I got a hundred bucks on the Clippers don't get another game. He'd have taken that money. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was almost past fan. He was one of those guys who was like blind to the facts fan, where it doesn't matter what they do, they're right. And I, that's not, to me, that's not a fan. I don't know what it is. I mean, I admire, I admire his enthusiasm. Oh, but yeah, I can't, no doubt. But, you but, just, I, but I can't there's, a, there's still facts involved. Yeah, there's facts and real, uh, realism. I mean, realistically, I mean, yeah. You, yeah, I mean, you kind of caught him off guard. I mean, could the Clippers beat Golden State in the next three games in a row? Yeah, they could. They're not gonna. But I guess they could. You know, the possibility. You're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that. Uh, what is that? Uh, I can't remember the comedian. Bill Burr. You know, there's. I mean, that's a little a PC. Uh, not very politically correct, but, you know. Uh, yeah, a man should never hit a woman. But to say that there's no reason not to, or no reason to, it's just crazy. There's plenty of reasons. Yeah. Plenty of reasons you just don't do it. Now, yeah. I mean, I suppose we could we could sit down on paper and go, well, if this happened and this happened and this happened, the Clippers could win. But the odds of any of that all that all has to happen, and it all has to happen three more times in a row, and that the odds of that happening are, you know, trillion to one. Or whatever they might be. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure Golden State's even going to lose. I mean, I'm going to, I mean, they're still the favorite to win everything as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't really care for them that much, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody being able to stack up against them, even with some boogie cousins. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way you're a Red Sox fan. And you're, you're going to cheer for the Red Sox come hell or high water because you're a Red Sox fan. But you're not going to go, okay, what happened today? Oh, the Red Sox traded their entire starting pitching for CC Sabathia. Oh, well, that was a good move. You're not going to say that. You're going to go, what in the hell? <laughs> what do they do? What are they yeah. thinking? I mean, that's insanity. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, and you're, and you're going to go out and cheer for the Red Sox that night. 
but that's not going to make you go that everything the like he was the kind of fan that anything that that team does is is okay. And I that I I don't know. Like I said, I admire his ability to be that enthusiastic and not see past drinking the Kool Aid. But well, I guess. Yeah. So there no his enthusiasm, but there's a point to where you could be realistic with things too. Well, I still live in the real world. As much as I love the teams I love, I'm I'm not you know, okay my, you know the Cubs went forty and eighty two, you know, or they're forty and eighty two. I only got a chance to make it yet. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. You know they're they're fifty two back with fifty three games to go. No, they're not going to win. I mean, there's no snowball chance in hell. Yeah, no, mathematically, they still got a shot. But, you know, you know, it's time for – I had a guy on my hockey podcast like that. He was an Oilers fan. And he just insisted, you know, as every game ticked by and their their margin for error got smaller and smaller, he would just continue, he would continue to just – well, no, they still got a shot. And it's like, okay, there's seven games out with eight games left. They've got, they've got, to, they've got to, they've got to run the table, and four teams ahead of them have got to lose all their games. Four of them. This is not happening. One, they may run the table, and one team might lose all their games, but four aren't going to. That's, you know, that's never going to happen. Particularly when I hate to break it to you, these two, these four of these teams, they're playing each other. One of them's got to win. They can't not. You know, can't both but I lose. Yeah, but I, I couldn't get it through his head that, you know, no, they're done. Well, no, mathematically they're not done. You no, know, no, they're done. <laughs> it's time to give up. You know, I admire your fandom and all of that, but. You know, I guess it's, you know, bottom of the ninth inning and the Red Sox have got three outs left and the score is 14 to two. Well, could they come back? Sure. Are they going to? Probably not. Uh, (laughs) Certainly not that you're going to put the mortgage money on it. (laughs) You know, or as Nate says down south, the trailer money. I don't know if that if that falls for you or not, but you seem to work quite a bit, so I'm going to say you're. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're not your typical West Virginian or, or West Virginian. I guess it is. Yeah, I work. Uh, I work uh, anywhere from forty, well, fifty to sixty hours a week. Okay, yeah. So you're not you're. You're not even your regular working type. You even work more than that. So, uh, kudos to you because that's that's a rare thing these days, sir. Not a lot of people want to do that. Especially at my age. I mean, I, I'm I'm a year younger than Nate, so. Oh, good lord! Yeah, no, you got most of your your age group is like trying to figure out a way not to work. <laughs> yeah, sign me up on that check. Yeah, can I? Uh, how do I? Uh, can I go to college for another year? Somehow? Anybody anybody want to pay for me to stay in school? I don't want to work for a living. I don't blame you either. It's not fun. But No, uh, but 
That's why. That's part of. Well, if you do it properly, there is some pretty nice benefits to working all those hours too. Like you get to go to Toronto. Uh, yeah. You know, or whatever, or whatever yeah. it is you want to do for your vacation, or you're paying off your your house or your car, or or you're not in debt up to your eyeballs, whatever the case may be. You know, because there's at least there's some light at the end of the tunnel there when you're working. Well, if you got the old lady working, you don't have any kids yet either, right? Nope. Oh, nope. man, you are living the dream. <laughs> That's as good as it gets financially, because once you have one of them, then all bets are off. Yeah, it's uh, still waiting well, to get to school. They, oh, and you got a professional in the making for a, for a wife? Yep, she's uh. She started last year at pharmacy school. Oh man, I'm I'm starting to feel a little a little twinge of the purple here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put my time into. I tell you, it. Uh, you know, a lot of people. You can say what you want about working, but if you can swing it, suffer now. When you can work, when you're physically able and don't mind being. You know, when you get a boo-boo or sore or bruised or whatever, then it doesn't take two weeks for it to heal like you do when you get older. You can recover from being tired faster and all that stuff. Work now while you can. Make the money. Enjoy it when you get a little older. If you got kids or grandkids or whatever, and if not, then go do all the stuff you wanted to go do without any pressure of how you're going to pay for it. It's the way to go. Yep, I'm definitely enjoying it now that way. Uh, and you become a successful podcaster, you know? Yeah, retire early. Well, I tell you, we make, uh, without getting into any of it, we make more money than I ever thought we were ever going to make, and there's three of us. And I, I have to say, I mean, it's not anything you would ever, you know, you can never raise a family or anything like that, but it's more money than I ever thought people would pay. It's, it's amazing sometimes. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you get the email where Nate chastised you for not purchasing his shirt? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can ignore it if you see it. I said, you know, not everybody's, yeah, not everybody wants one, dude. You know, just because you have them doesn't mean everybody wants one or wants to pay for one for that matter. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to. 25 bucks. I really just haven't uh, had the time to really pay attention to much of anything else. Yeah, well, I noticed quite a bit that you're, you're, uh, when you do see you pop up social media wise, that it's almost always I'm exhausted from work or I work the whole pile or something, and that seems to be the gist of most of it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't post on social media unless it's. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't either. I don't think anybody needs to know my my personal life can stay personal. It doesn't really require the rest of the world to know about any of it. It's not exciting enough for anyone to care anyway. So I feel sorry for anyone who does. Hey, yeah, that's that's the way I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, live my life and. I mean, it's nice. Don't worry about I, I, it's else. nice to know who I'm talking to. 
because the chances of me ever physically meeting you are not real good. So, I mean, it's nice to put a face to the voice and, okay, you know, you're however old and all that. But at that point, uh, that's all the info I need. I don't need to know, you know, you know, how many sisters you got, (laughs) you know, or any, any of that crazy stuff. I mean, if you told me, I wouldn't care. But, I mean, I don't need to know. It It has no bearing on, not like some of this, you know, kind of getting off topic here, but some of the stuff you see people post on Facebook, and it's just like, why in God's name would you ever share that with anyone? Yeah, like, uh, oh, time to go to the bathroom. Oh, I'm going to go make me a sandwich. Oh, I'm going to go run an errand. Yeah, here's the point. Look what I made for supper. Well, that's fried chicken and mashed potatoes. We can all do that. There's nothing special here. I hate to break it to you. Or or worse, when uh, people go off on family members who are starting on the politics and, well, I got to block you because you like Obama, or I got to block you because you're a Trump guy, or whatever it is. And it's just, oh my Lord. Like, people, life is way too short. None none of this stuff matters. It's not important. As, As Tom always says, let's be honest, it doesn't matter who's there. You're getting hosed. Yep. That's and that, and that's, yeah, and let's just leave it at that. It's just a matter of what color is doing the is doing the screwing over of you. Who's taking your money this month? It's either going to be the for you guys. It's going to be the Republicans or the Democrats. Whoever's in power, that's who's taking your yep. money, and that's just the way it is. And it's never going to be you any different. Only, you can only control what you can control. I mean, no, but you. But you get people who seriously believe that if well, if we would just vote for the other guy, things would we it wouldn't happen anymore. Yes, it would. It's never it's never not happened. <laughs> you know, middle class working people get hosed. That's that's why you're middle class. I hate to break it to you, but that's you're not poor enough. You're not poor enough to get free stuff. You're not rich enough to dodge the taxes. That's how it works. Yep. Been there, done that. Got the shirt. But on that note, as we have pretty much drained the baseball talk that we can manage for, although we did pull two hours, you know, you were a few minutes late, but nothing, not too late. I think I was maybe on for 10 or 15 before you showed. So that's not bad for a first crack. Uh, And I'll, I'll be... No, and I'll be deadly honest, compared to the first episode we ever did of Wide Men Can't Jump, this is like Da Vinci-like. <laughs> oh, it was a it was a train wreck of epic proportion. Because you just, you know, when you don't know somebody, it's... We don't seem to have a bad flow of talking back and forth. So that that's half the battle if you're not talking over top of one another. And you know when you get when you know what you're talking about too. I mean that helps. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's baseball is such a wide variety of things. I mean, you could probably take a roster and talk about it for two hours if you really wanted to. Oh, uh, yeah. Many, right. you know, like we'll keep looking at the uh, uh, the Red Sox because that's your something that you're going to follow, even if you don't have time to follow much else. You can follow the Red Sox, because you're going to look at those stories. And I'm a Cubs guy, so I'll kind of follow the Cubs. And everything else in between, if something happens in the news or whatever else, 
somebody gets hurt or traded or whatever. We'll talk about that stuff, and that'll be that's good enough. Perhaps Tom, some Tom's. I'm sure he's a Phillies guy, so we could look into that a little bit more too. Yeah, Tom's not uh, Tom's not much for baseball. A little bit for the Phillies. Nate hates baseball. I was kind of hoping Armando might uh, he may come on at some point because he's a big Dodgers guy. And uh, I'm not sure about Ed Boggus. I think he's uh, he was gonna he didn't want to he wouldn't co-host, but he said he'd phone in. But he probably didn't. I didn't bother tell anybody that we were going to be on tonight so everybody will see this. They'll get it downloaded tomorrow and then they'll next week we'll get some action on the some couple people phone in and that that takes care of the time pretty fast. No, we're getting that famous my phone keeps out. I was going to say we keep getting that famous West Virginian phone connection. Oh yeah, I, I live out in the boonies. It's yeah. Do you uh, here. I'm off Wi-Fi. <laughs> do you have a microphone for your computer? Nope, I don't. I'm on my phone. I've got a headset for my phone that I use for when I work. Okay. Does that? I know for most guys that the if you uh, use the mic, you can connect directly through the. You don't use the phone line. And that tends to, because I'm way up in the middle of nowhere too, and it seems to work a little bit better. But if, no, you know, if you don't have one, well, then that's is what it is. It was pretty good. Everyone's you, you cut out once or twice, but nothing like Nate does when he's on the phone. Good lord, I lose him every two or three minutes. It's ridiculous. Well, he's down it. That's uh, there's there's definitely no cell service down there. I mean, it's it in a mess. But... Yeah. He, even when he phones, like, in his car, it's like, you know, I hear half of what he says. He, he's always cutting in and out. Down in the holler, as he says. <laughs> yeah, down got, in the holler. Uh, down in the holler. And on that note, I guess we'll wrap her up for the inaugural episode of the uh, catchy title, eh, of that Wide Men 366. You like that? That is nice. I like it. I don't know how many people, well, I told people what it was, but I don't know how many people will know when they look at it. They're probably going to think that's the weight of the average weight of a wide man. <laughs> I would hope. No, good God, we're big guys. We're big guys. For, for that to happen, somebody's got to be weighing in the four and fives. <laughs> and Tom's, Tom's a big guy too, but he ain't that big. <laughs> But anyway, on that note, uh, that's going to be the it for the first uh, edition of uh, Wide Men 366. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have her a little bit better, but it wasn't bad for an opening episode. Uh, we'll uh, have Nick back on again, uh, riding shotgun, hopefully, unless he's uh, got work commitments, because we don't uh, – those come first, as always, in our family or whatever else. That's always most important, but – Probably go around the same time to keep it a or whatever works better for Nick because I'm old and retired and I can go whenever I want. So, but on that note, that'll be it for the show. That's uh, I guess good night from Nick and good night from me, and we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Yep, good night.